and welcome to this special bonus episode of Celebrity Catch-Up. I'm Genevieve and I've been so lucky to have some fantastic guests join me on the podcast over the past few months from their living rooms, kitchens and offices. So I thought I'd share some of my favourite highlights of the series, along with some previously unheard bits and a few bloopers as well. I'll kick things off with Karen Parsons, otherwise known as Hillary from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We were gassing for so long before I actually hit record that we totally ran over time, but I loved reminiscing with her about the show. You know, Will's special, we all know it, but he, when Will wants something, he wants to know something, he's, he wants to know all about any subject, he's going to know all about it, like, over the weekend, <laughs> You know, you'll see him on Monday and he's like, I learned everything. I read the encyclopedia last weekend. That's what I did. I didn't go out. Um, but that's Will. Like he's, he's really intense, incredibly curious, driven. And I've never known anyone to have more confidence in my life. Um, so he's just, he jumps full face first into the pool, regardless of, he doesn't think about messing up or belly flopping and it's beautiful. He's like a child that way, you know? Mm-hmm. And he did it with acting, you know, when he started realizing, like, I want to be good at this. I want to do this. He would, you know, he wanted to, he remember early, early on, you know, talking about crying and tricks and stuff. And then he, later on, when it came time, like, for that, he wasn't into tricks. He was into, and I remember him talking to James Avery about very serious stuff. I remember him talking about, acting. I remember James once telling him about how, you know, when you think about it, when you're crying, most people, when they cry, are trying not to cry, which I think is a really smart, important thing to tell, especially a young actor, because everyone's always like milking the tears, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that certainly wasn't what happened in that scene. You -hmm. know, he, he was, he worked and he realized what he needed to put into it. And, um, and he put so much of himself into it. And we watched him grow as an actor, as a, you know, as a person and as an actor right before our eyes. And because it's something that mattered to him, you know, and flash forward to him, you know, with his Academy Award nominations. And you're like, duh, you know, because, you know, he has, it mattered to him. It meant something to him. So he's mm-hmm. going to get there, you know. Mm-hmm. And that scene was incredibly powerful and and I will say surprising, not that I was surprised that he was able to do it, but I think just when it came, it was one of those things that just, oh, I mean, it definitely just killed me. There's this rumor going around, though, that you can hear Karen Parsons in the background crying. <laughs> what? What? I'm not a loud crier. <laughs> if I was crying off, off behind the cameras, I was not like, Whoa, you know, making some loud noise. So I don't know who started that rumor. But I want to put an end to it right now. Set the record straight. Now. Yeah, I'll set the record straight. That is not. I don't know who's crying, making all that noise back there. But it was not me. <laughs> I need to listen to it sometime though, because what if it was me? <laughs> Oops. Would you Would you recognize your yourself if it was you crying? I wouldn't claim it. <laughs> nope, that is definitely not me. <laughs> 
The main thing I've loved about making this podcast is getting to talk to the people behind the TV, film and music I grew up watching and listening to. Grange Hill, My So-Called Life and Maid Marian and Her Merry Men were all must-see TV for me. So it was a real treat to catch up with Lee McDonald, aka Zamo, AJ Langer and Sir Tony Robinson. And of course that storyline spawned a anti-drugs campaign and a charity single, Just Say No. Um, but but you weren't allowed to sing on it. No, no, this is so this is so true as well. They come in and said, um, can you sing on this? And I was I, I was so chuffed. I said, but I, I can't sing. And they did. They took me to a room in the BBC and said you could do the arpeggio. And and I, I genuinely, I've said this before, I thought it was Greek island. I didn't know what they were talking about. Um, so he, <laughs> said, he, he said, sing your notes. I went, uh, <laughs> and he said, sing another note. And I did, and another. And honestly, he slammed the piano down, walked out of the room. Before he left, he said, you'll have to mime on the record. <laughs> So Roland sings my bits, but what made it worse is we started doing some dance moves and they said to me, stop messing about. I said, no, I'm doing it. And they went, oh, no, you are kidding. We've got the main guy who can't sing or dance on the record. So if you look at the video, I'm doing weightlifting on the video. So, um, But it was amazing, to, like unbelievable to do. We also have to talk about Jared Leto as Jordan Catalano, of course. And I don't think anyone that has eyes didn't fall in love with him when they saw him. Was there an equal amount of swooning on set? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, when you're when you're in Hollywood, you meet a lot of beautiful people. And then every once in a while, there's some that are just like oddly beautiful. Like you can't take your eyes off them. It's just distracting. And he had just done like this Neutrogena commercial. <laughs> and, and like, everyone's like, oh. like, that's the guy. That's the guy. Oh my gosh. He's just, <laughs> just beautiful. Um, and, uh, but then when you're working, you know, you're, it's, it's all people and, and you get to know each other and he was part of the team. And, um, I remember he brought, he brought Gerber daisies, which were my favorites, um, to everybody for Valentine's Day, including uh, Wilson. And and he he wasn't even working that day. He just showed up and gave everybody flowers. Oh. I thought that was very sweet. <laughs> um, but he was also always slightly elusive. He was very Jordan Catalano. A lot of actors say it's more fun playing a baddie than a hero. Um, but presumably it's even more fun when you get to write your own lines as the baddie. I think that's right. I, I had spent the previous six or seven years being cute, uh, i.e. as Baldrick in, mm. in a comedy. Uh, that was the last thing I wanted to do. We did discuss the possibility of me, of me playing Robin Hood, but the conclusion that we came to was that it would be best if I was the villain because the villain always dictates the pace of a show. And it meant that I could, in a way, I could be the conductor as well as being in it, particularly with the, the voice that I used was kind of really sort of traditional Alan Howard, Roger Shakespeare company delivery, all that sort of... And which is great for kind of steering the ship of a show. You must have been great fun being able to deliver some of those insults <laughs> to, to people all the time. Gary and Graham, particularly. 
My, my, yeah, that's an, that's another great story, isn't it? That uh, Gary and Graham, my two Norman idiot soldiers, have both gone on to be successful writers. Uh, uh, Dave Lloyd uh, writes, I think, at least a quarter of all the Doctor's episodes, and and Mark Billingham is now you know one of our leading crime writers. Yes, he's like one of the best-selling crime writers of the 21st century In now, isn't he? In the world ever. Press Gang also had a big influence on me, so to speak to Dexter Fletcher about it was a great trip down memory lane. Here's a little bit on his thoughts about reviving the show, starting with a bit that was left on the cutting room floor. It's funny, because um, I, was, I was actually speaking to Tony Robinson yesterday. Oh, yeah. About Maid Marian and her Merry Men, which, yeah, funnily yeah, enough, uh, Press show. Gang, you, you two were like rivals at the BAFTAs. Press Gang won one. Were year. we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did we win or did they win? You Well, they won the first year and then you won the second year. Um, but um, we, he was he actually told me that he's in talks with Netflix to bring back Maid Marian for a new generation, which would be great. Wow, but um, he's, he's really kind of, um, I, I like his approach to... The, the concept of bringing something back because mm. um, he was saying like he, he would bring it back with a completely new cast because if he went with the old cast again inevitably people would end up feeling disappointed because yeah. you remember and it's the same with Blackadder as well is that it, it just will never be the same as when you watch it the first time because you were in a particular point in your life at that time mm. with a completely different set of circumstances to where you are now and mm. it, those two things will never be be the same so it will inevitably lead to disappointment for people because they're just it's just it's too different yeah yeah you're trying to recapture something that's gone and yeah. and and, you, and and if you're gonna i agree with him i think if you're gonna do it it's like you know what you want to do if you're gonna do bring press game back is you have linda setting up the new generation of of, yeah. of you know of young tearaways or or over keen students and not knowing and not understanding the technology. I mean, at least then you because that show is very analog. You know, mm. that, we were right on the cusp of of of, of the the digital era. We didn't leap over. We didn't leap the, the gap during the show. Mm. So if you can do anything, you're gonna you want to drag you know her into into the digital era, her analog ways of doing things. Mm. That would be interesting. Mm. I was 10 years old when Chesney Hawks and Right Said Fred hit the number one spot and it seemed like both had a pretty wild ride during the time. We'll start with Chesney and another previously unheard clip that gives you a bit of insight into my working environment here. What were the fans like at the time? Because I mean, you were on the cover of, of Smash Hits for like best part of the year. So yeah. I imagine they were they were pretty crazy. Yeah, there's some crazy stories. Um because when it all because it, it happened so quick um, that suddenly there were just hundreds of girls outside our our house, um, much to the disgust of our neighbours. And my dad ended up putting a fence around some you know electric gates around the house and stuff. And my mum was such a softy with them; she would she would kind of let some some of them in, and you know she would go out and bring them cups of tea sometimes. And there was this one girl who who was desperate for the toilet and. Um, my mum kind of said, oh, come on, just, just go and sneak in and just quickly have a wee. And so she let her in. <laughs> and what she didn't know is, is that this woman, this girl, I remember her name, Belinda, she came in and she stole um, a toilet roll. <laughs> 
and she put it up her jumper or whatever and then she took it out to the girls at the front at the at the front of the gate and she was selling off you know pieces Sheets. of the toilet roll <laughs> sheets of the toilet roll pound a pop jesse's toilet roll <laughs> then, from then on she was known as belinda bog roll that's how i remember her name <laughs> belinda bog roll if you're listening please get in touch chesney wants his toilet roll back <laughs> <laughs> no she can have it it's, it's fine <laughs> um in i remember in buddy song girls used to slip buddy their phone numbers while he was on stage is that is that something you experienced as well Yes, yeah, yeah, it's happened many, many times. Um, it still happens now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always uh, amazed. As, you know, it's quite well known that I've been married for like 23 years. Or so so, um, so I do get them. I do get, uh, you know, people, it's, you know, throwing notes on. Still get the knickers as well, Genevieve. Oh, yeah, still got it, love, still got it. <laughs> I only call a few of them. <laughs> How does Chrissy feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised that when before you joined the call, there was only like this much of my camera showing, and now you've joined the call, I realise you can see all the crap in my. Yeah, in my I've got your body. whole background. I can see. I can work you out. You're a frog fan, by the look, or is that? No, no is that's, that's, that's Mike was Mike, Mike Wazowski. Wazowski. Yeah, yeah and, um, and I've got a plumbus, which will only make sense to you if you watch Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty, but I I don't know what the plumbus is, and so maybe I missed that. And I bought this for my husband as a Christmas present, along with two cans of Fleep juice. So. It's what true what you say though. The cats do figure quite largely in uh, in our visual history. You're absolutely right. And funny enough, with with them, I'm too sexy for my cat. In Vietnam, I think it was Vietnam, I can't remember, maybe it was Korea, I can't remember, but one of these Far Eastern countries, they said they, because cats are holy, they, they regard cats quite highly mm. there, and so they said they wouldn't play the record unless we changed the lyric, took, took the word cat out, yeah. What so, did you have instead? We didn't do it. We didn't do oh. it, yeah. Well, it was just another place to have to go to, so, so we, decided, <laughs> we decided against it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, I hadn't thought about that, but cats, yeah, yeah. It's um, and I don't know why we chose "I'm Too Sexy" my cat as opposed to dog. Yeah, we could have had dog, couldn't we? Yeah, but we didn't. Isn't that weird? Probably because because you couldn't have used the word "pussy" in the lyrics. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, you know more about our stuff than I do. <laughs> Okay, so I called in a favour and asked my old workmate and former Newsround presenter Lizo Mazimba to guest in one episode. But I wasn't expecting him to spill the beans and reveal the time we accidentally banned a Harry Potter star from the website. Something which I, I thought you will have to have equal culpability on. Genevieve, when a, at the same time, we also had uh, news around message boards where people talked about all sorts of bits and pieces. And uh, oh, yes. and Harry Potter, of course, is one of those things. But with the message boards, there was a, a, a wonderful slash terrible moment when uh, somebody, oh, some kid is on the message board pretending to be Rupert Grins. And it's like, you know, child protection is so, so important at, um, at this kind of like, you know, you've got to have people thinking they're talking to somebody who isn't. And we had very rigorous procedures on the news around message boards. Mm. And I think it was kind of like, sorry, we have to ban him and email him and say, sorry, you can't pretend to be somebody you're not, you know, especially somebody as famous as Rupert Grint. Um, so banned him from the message boards. And um, I spoke to his father a few weeks later. They said, yeah, Rupert got banned from the message boards. He was kind of like, <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
we've actually managed to ban the genuine Rupert Grint. We we had him on our message boards, and like not only not only did we have him, we said, "I'm sorry, you're not welcome here, mate," and chucked him out. It was like um, so again, again, not one of the. Uh, Sorry, Rupert. <laughs> Not one of um, our best uh, moments, but in our defence, it was taking our child protection very, very seriously. And I, I think at that point, it was very difficult for us to verify it was actually him and there was a healthy dose of cynicism alongside that as well. So um, uh, as they say nowadays, um, our bad. Oops. So... As all my guests have been speaking to me from their homes, sometimes we've been interrupted in weird and wonderful ways as life still goes on in the background. My favourite interruption, though, came from Ferris Bueller and Succession star Alan Ruck's six-year-old son, Larkin. He said, when they turn the Ritter on, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Because, I mean, just good practical advice, because whatever is in the air will get blown into your mouth. Here's my son. Excuse me one second. Hi, Larky. What's up? I don't know where mama is. She's around somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Here, here's my friend. Do you say Genevieve or Genevieve? Genevieve. Here's Genevieve. Larkin, say hi to Genevieve. Hi, Larkin. (laughs) I don't know where I don't know where mama is, but she's somewhere in the house. She didn't leave. You know, maybe she took Tallulah for a walk. Maybe she took the dog for a walk. Let's see if the harness is gone. No, the harness is here. Okay. It's a good problem um, to have when you lose someone in your own house. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know. The wife and the dog are gone, so I'm assuming they went together. I'm not, I'm not sure. Anyway, I have to keep talking, okay? All right. That's some really good rolling. <laughs> You're doing a really good job. He's, he's six. It should be like kid, kid, kid Olympics where that would be uh, an event. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Rolling downhill. <laughs> rolling across the carpet. I think we all need to be a little bit more like Larkin sometimes and just lie down and roll around on the carpet. Here are a few of the other unexpected interruptions I had with Chesney, Dexter, Richard Fabras, and AJ. And he came to me once and he said, Daddy, please make me an aeroplane. I want another one just the same. And it was, it was just kind of funny because he rhymed and, and it was kind of a sweet little, little phrase. So I remember writing, um, writing it down in my um, diary that, uh, oh, sorry, my, my mother-in-law's calling. <laughs> It's a, it's a lovely notion. It's a lovely idea. Uh, um, but yeah. the, the reality of it is, is probably a little bit disappointing. I think Stephen knows that. I'm going to stop for one sec because the washing machine is beeping and you'll have beeping. That's fine. <laughs> so um, it's a very different thing. But we did, yeah, we did do quite a lot of that uh, stuff in, in the early days. Um, and, of course, the doctors and the nurses that do, Ooh, that, do that, that work. What's that noise? Oh, that's, my, that's my grandfather clock. Oh, right. <laughs> and it's... it's, 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 it's it's 10 minutes fast. <laughs> Is that so you're always but on time? I've, no, yes. I've always wanted a grandfather clock. I've always wanted one. And I found this one and it was going cheap, so I bought it. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't bong. I was hoping it would bong. It doesn't bong. It goes ting, 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 which is a bit disappointing. It was raw and it was teenage and it was, it was that time. 
that it gave me such a lasting, yeah. um, uh, oh my God, everything's shaking. I realize it's my dryer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> washers and dryers in this country. I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. I'm like, can I just bring my washer and dryer from America, please? What's the difference? They're so small. They're so small. Like you can't, I mean, we have a castle that runs 12 businesses and we had a washing machine that was the size of my grandma's washing machine in Iowa on a farm. <laughs> then there was no dryer. And my husband tried to convince me that he's not gonna he's not gonna buy a dryer until I've tried at least tried using the 1950s spin dryer that was left in the castle. <laughs> How did that work out for you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I put it with all the wet laundry <laughs> next to his side of the bed, and I said, "Go for it, honey." <laughs> I'll leave you with my favourite clip from the series. It's when Alan talks about his current role in Succession and the giggle monster they have on set. Thank you so much for tuning in this season. As I always say, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, so thank you for choosing this one. I'll be back in the new year, so please subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss out. Or why not go back and listen to some of the episodes you may have missed? And until next time, thanks for listening. How do you perform these lines with a with a straight face? You just have to you just have to plant your feet and let it come out of your mouth. You know, you just have to let the words <laughs> pass through you and come out and just be as sincere as you can be. And um, I know because some of it is so crazy. And uh, Matthew McFadden, he's the he's the first one to crack up. And uh, you know, we all do it, but he is just notorious for being a giggler. And it's like, the, it's like our <laughs> handsome, classically trained British actor who's like period drama king, you know, is just a banana. And, um, <laughs> you know, we had this in the very first season. It was the, the first episode we shot after the pilot. We had actually had a long stretch between the, the pilot and that next episode. But anyway, we were working in a hospital, this horrible hospital. And um, it was late. It was 2.30 in the morning. And it was just a long day. And we were trying desperately to get this scene. And um, what was my line? It was just there were too many S's and T-H's in it. Um, <laughs> I, oh, what was, what did I say? I, I endorse, I endorse this decision. I had to say, I endorse this decision. And it was one of those things like, you can't make a meal out of it. You just have to say it quickly. And and because the music of the scene demanded that, demanded that it was a quick interjection. You know, it was not, it was not a lengthy drawn out sentence. And I could not get the words out of my mouth without filling it with THs. I endorse this. this, this. I couldn't make my <laughs> mouth work. And he was wetting his pants, you know, and I was like, dude, just I'm trying to stop. So we, we came in again and I changed the line to, I concur. <laughs> and then he starts howling. He just starts howling. I was like, God damn, Matthew. We got to get out of this scene. Help me. <laughs>